0: Hey there, my name is Bethany Bravery, and I'm the host of the Bringing Her Hope podcast. But even more than that, I want you to know that you are welcome into this conversation, that there is a seat for you at this table. And I honestly, I can't wait for you to meet each and every one of these amazing women who I know will inspire you to also live out the story that God is calling you to, and to give you hope that He will be faithful to redeem your story as well. We will laugh together for sure and most definitely cry. But you know what? I get so excited about the thought that together we can grow deeper in love with Jesus, that we can jump with both feet into the adventure he has for us. So get ready. It's going to be a crazy, amazing ride. My guest today is Danielle Dare. Danielle is a wife and a mom, and Danielle grew up dreaming of serving in full-time ministry, and she even married an assistant pastor. But through a sudden turn of events, her dream to become a missionary was put on hold. And through that experience, Danielle had to learn to find joy in serving God right where he placed her, even when it didn't look like what she thought it would. Hey, friends, Bethany Bravery. Welcome back to another episode of the Bringing Her Hope podcast. I really, truly cannot wait to introduce you to my new guest, Daniel Dare. Daniel, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be on. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. Married to
1: my husband, Bruce. We actually grew up a few miles apart in the same town, and um, I, I knew him growing up, but we weren't really close friends or anything. And then uh, when I was a young adult, my family started attending church, uh, where he was on staff as an assistant pastor. I just felt quietly like God was drawing my heart towards him, um, hearing him preach from God's Word and just interacting with him um, in person, and uh, I just I prayed, Lord, I don't know what you're doing in this situation, but i um, just really feeling my heart aligning with this this guy that I've known my whole life, really, but not really known that well. And uh, sure enough, God was doing the same thing in his heart, and he um, he brought us together as young adults, which I'm just continually praising him for and so grateful for. We have three little children. Our oldest, Emily, is seven, and Natalie is five.
0: And then a few years later, we had uh, Ryan, who is just eight months old right now. So cool. And Danielle, and we were talking prior to going live on the podcast regarding the topic of serving right where you are at. So I don't know, friends, if you are listening today and you're like, Bethany, I feel like, you know, the Lord has a call in my life or a purpose and a plan for my life. But I have no idea. Like, I I feel like I know what it is, but I don't know how to do that. And so today we're going to really unpack this topic of how do you serve right where you're at? So, Danielle, will you take us on this journey with you? Absolutely. Well, I uh, grew up in a, a home where the gospel
1: was highlighted and talked about and uh, honored in our home. We went to church and um, had family devotions. And so at a very young age, I was introduced to Jesus and really was aware of the fact that I needed a personal relationship with Him. I couldn't piggyback on my parents' relationship with God. And I just remember, as, even as a child, my love for Him— just growing. And one specific memory that I have is we were on a little family walk, a wooded road next to our house, it was kind of quiet, and I just started singing, I love to tell the story. And I think because we were just taking this quiet family walk and I was singing, I really reflected on the words to that. And I remember my dad saying, like, you know, you're singing this song, Danielle, that's awesome, but, do you, you know, do you not understand what that means? And so I really reflected on the words of um, that old hymn and uh, the, the words that say, it seems um, it, each time I tell it, uh, more wonderful it seems. And uh, just loving the gospel uh, is the theme of that song. And so as I got older, I just had that in the back of my mind, like, you know, maybe God would call me to be a missionary someday. <laughs> and I just like looked, up, looked forward with anticipation what my life would look like, and I remember my mom always saying, you know, pray for the person that you might marry someday, they're growing up too, and um, want them to love Jesus. Um, And so, as I grew older, I just had this desire developing in my heart to marry someone in full-time ministry. After a while, when Bruce and I started dating, and he was an assistant pastor at the time, he sat down with me one day, and he said, you know, what do you feel about being uh, a ministry couple? What do you feel about us being in full-time ministry? And of course, I was ready for that. I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've been wanting this my whole life, and um, it's just exciting what God would do. I loved to read missionary biographies and stories about how God has used people in the past. So we began to talk about what our future might look like together, and it was exciting. So we were married and had our first daughter, and we began looking into uh, full-time missions. And we got pretty far along in the process, and um, something outside of our control uh, happened to um, for that, to, that to fall through, and so we were unable to pursue that. Um, some other things were happening in our ministry at the church, and uh, so it became clear that God had wanted us to stay and be in that ministry for a while. So then I was expecting my second daughter, and we looked into another opportunity that also fell through. We just began to become really discouraged, and um, that particular time, the church had... We had gotten so far along that the church had actually brought someone else on um, to take Bruce's place. And so we knew that this was a pause on our plans, and we weren't sure what God was doing, Um, but it was disappointing for both of us, really. So God very graciously provided um, a job in a secular workplace for my husband. All of our needs were taken care of, but we just... um, we just had a really hard time processing the disappointment. We felt as though, you know, here we are willing, we want to serve. And it almost felt like a waste. It felt like the years of preparation and experience, what were they even for? (laughs) So for myself, I just dwelled on that disappointment. I focused kind of inwardly. Um, We had some... Difficult circumstances uh, happened to people close to us, and experienced some a loss of uh, some friends. And um, I just became really grumpy with my children, with my husband, and I just I was unhappy because I felt like God had disappointed me, and I knew in my heart that that was wrong, uh, but I didn't. I didn't really know how to change my focus. Um, And it was around that time that I just knew that I needed to get into God's word. And I read in Philippians uh, chapter 2, and it says, Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the days of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And that was so convicting to me, because that verse doesn't say, unless you serve God in full-time ministry, you won't be a light in the world. It says you are a light in the world, unless you complain and murmur, against God and what he's doing. And it says, hold forth the word of life that you may not run in vain. So I realized in that moment that I was the one that was wasting this season in my life because of my attitude. (laughs) It wasn't that God had chosen not to use me and so my life was wasted. It was all about my attitude. And so um, I just took that And just prayed and realized that I needed to shift my focus from off of my disappointment and on to the Lord. Another chapter um, in Colossians that was really meaningful to me in this time was that you might walk worthy of the Lord and pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father. And so I started focusing on studying His Word and finding things to be grateful for in this time and choosing to trust that since He is God and I'm not, (laughs) that He knew what He was doing and that He could use me more impactfully with a grateful and joyful heart. Mm. So that became truly my focus. And um it's just such a gift um to me to find that joy again, to be able to uh focus on serving
0: and just changing my attitude to one of praise. When you um when you walk through that season of discouragement, um we've kind of seen the journey of how he's taken you from just kind of making a choice, you know, with your attitude. What did that season of discouragement look like? What kinds of questions were you wrestling with the Lord?
1: I know my husband and I would often talk about um, just almost feeling like a Jonah, like what did we do wrong? It almost felt like a punishment Um, because we had so counted on, um You know, if we do a plus B, then c will happen yeah. you know as long as we 're obedient and our desire is in the right place, then everything will be okay <laughs> and that that is not real life <laughs> um but it just felt sort of like defeating and like a little bit like we were lost if we. We let ourselves down. Were we letting people down that had believed in the work that God was going to do with us? And, um, you know, I, people would say, oh, you know, do you have another ministry that you're going to? Or we'd be like, oh, no, not yet. You know, <laughs> that's our heart. But um,
0: it just felt very, just very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting when you mention, you know, you, you guys were at a place of willing hearts. A lot of times on this podcast I talk about, like, that's what the Lord needs from us. He needs a willing heart. But I think you explained it really well in the fact that there's a difference between a willing heart with expectations attached to it. Like, I will have a willing heart for this type of ministry. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's different than that. It's, Lord, I will have a willing heart to, you know, empty the trash. <laughs> I will have a willing heart to, you know, help parent and love these kids when they're arguing at home, even though I maybe want to be in Africa serving, you know, people who don't know Jesus. It's that posture. It's that change um, to be able to to really surrender um our desires you know i I think something that i've been learning a lot is we can often be so attached to a dream or a passion or a purpose that we feel like the lord's laid on our hearts that sometimes that becomes almost an idol over our relationship with jesus and so for you um what did it look like, um, you know, tangibly in your conversations with him as you kind of pivoted from, okay, Lord, this is this close, tight grip in my hands of what I want versus actually I want what you want. What did that look like in communication with him? Sure. I think that um, it took a lot of humility, uh, but some
1: a big lesson that I learned was to acknowledge the hard to the Lord. Um, because it was easy for us to just say um, that serving the Lord in ministry would be better or even harder, but it would be better. But since, um, since we had this disappointment and we weren't doing what we focused on, it was easy to brush that aside and not acknowledge the pain that we were feeling or the disappointment. So I think that that was really the first step for us is to... Acknowledge that this this was hard to go through, mm-hmm. or um, you know the painful experiences of you know of, of disappointment of losing a friend to cancer and having our lives completely um, changed around, uh, living in a different area where we we weren't really uh, close geographically to people that knew and loved us. Um, that's hard. Mm-hmm so that was the first step, really, in just acknowledging that, but then trusting that God had a purpose and making that choice to allow Him to work in us and not waste this season, Um, you know, realizing that our attitude makes a difference. So allowing us to learn the lessons that He wanted us to learn during this period of waiting and not doing the thing that we were hoping.
0: That's good. I think, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to, I don't know, edit out some of our feelings but the Lord wants us to come with every one of them like here's the truth reality check is that he already knows them before we even speak them to us yeah. but i love that because i think by acknowledging the hard you're also saying hey lord i want to tear down this wall and this wall and this wall and i want to let you and invite you into every single part of it i want you to yeah. to invite you into the things i'm excited about but also the things that i'm really struggling with and wrestling with and i want you guys to know today too as you're listening that the lord can handle your wrestle he absolutely positively can handle your wrestle and he knows your thoughts before you even think them. And so to be able to come to him transparently and with vulnerable um, emotions and heart, it it really, it pulls these walls down and allows for greater, um, deeper intimacy, I would say. Um, Danielle, what do you think the Lord has revealed or taught you about his timing? Well, I think looking back,
1: um we can see it's been it's been about 5 years now <laughs> so looking back there's a lot to see um where god has taught us that he needed to teach us lessons about ourselves he needed to mature us um, he needed to get us to the place of like you said earlier being willing to do exactly what he called us to do
0: um
1: it's not about our ideas and our plans. Uh, ultimately, he has the plan. We're simply vessels in his hand. So, if he can have more glory out of us doing seemingly menial things, then that's what, where we need to be, and that's what—that's um, the best place to be to bring him glory. Definitely taught us. A perspective change On who he is And he's God So he gets to um, To use us wherever He sees fit And not where we choose
0: I love that And I think that's part of You know Growing our faith muscle Is when we actually believe <laughs> with our words, with our actions, that his plan is greater. I think sometimes we want to be the author of our story. We want to pick up that pen or we'll pick it up and then we'll put it back down, but then we'll grab it again. It's like, no, Lord, do we trust you? Like, grow this faith muscle and help us to trust that your plan is greater, your ways are higher um, than we could ever dream, which is exciting because sometimes we think, man, like, what if it happened like this or it happened like this? We think it's so beautiful. Well, imagine. Amen- Imagine if we allowed God out of that box of our dream and allowed him to dream for us. And this man, this plan would not only impact us, but just so many lives. And that's the thing is like, he's a God of multiplication. So this story is not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about how we can further the kingdom, how we can share, like you said, the gospel, the good news, like that song talked about, um, with as many people as possible. And so knowing that not only is he aligned our hearts. But remember, he's like got all these other hearts he's got to align and things that have to come together. And he's a gentleman, right? So he's going to approach your heart and my heart and the people that maybe you will minister his heart um, in the timing that they can receive it. And so knowing that we're not just like sitting here twiddling our thumbs that we can be used where we're at, but at the same time that he is moving and working. But yeah, his timing is perfect. Danielle, what would you say to um, the gal that's listening right now? And she's like, I love that you knew what God had for you. I love that you had a dream to be a missionary. And I actually love that you're serving where you're at. But how do I do that? What does that look like for me? What would you say? I say
1: it looks like one day at a time, having a relationship with the Lord and allowing Him to lead you. I believe that God gave those desires to me. But I also believe, looking back now, that I needed to trust Him to take me from that point and just follow Him each and every day and serve Him each and every day. And He is going to direct my steps. You know, the Bible even tells us that. Trust in the Lord and He will direct your steps. So it's making that conscious choice every single day to acknowledge that He's God, to find our joy in Him first, and then just be faithful to do what He brings um, before you. And He will give you desires. Um, That really brings me to the next part of my story, in that when I was able to come to the place of finding joy in serving my family, in loving on my children, in um, reaching out to my immediate community and uh, ministering to those that God um, had right next to me, that He very kindly um, still allowed that desire to kindle in my heart to reach women uh, with His compassion and His love and introduced me to um, this amazing mission-centered business called Trades of Hope that he very kindly allowed me to participate in. And while I was there nurturing my little children at home, I could minister and reach out to women all over the globe uh, so that they would know that he loves them, that he has a purpose for them, they're valuable in his eyes. So that is just a little gift that the Lord has given me in this time of waiting um, for our family's ministry. Uh, My husband and I both still desire to be in full-time ministry if that's where God leads us. But we're not so panicked anymore because we know that He'll lead us in His timing and that uh, His ways are best and that uh, we can trust Him to prepare us for the ministry that he has for us in the future, but at the same time that we can be faithful to serve him right now where we're at with joy.
0: How would you say that your life has changed as a result of this new perspective that God has shown you to serve right where you're at? I have seen so many times
1: where I've had to trust the Lord with uh, circumstances is very close to my heart, um, mostly with my children, and I still have moments of hearing and knowing that God is good, but really having a difficult time letting go. But this whole situation has just taught us that He's faithful and that He doesn't change, even though our circumstances change. Mm -hmm. So when my little girl, um, my oldest, was about a year and a half old, we found out that she was susceptible to febrile seizures. Mm -hmm. So every time she would get a fever, that fear would just rise up in me. But as it turned out, you know, God took care of her, and now she's a healthy, almost eight-year-old, and um, she's grown out of the seizures. Um, but that was a a time where I needed to learn to trust God. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had emergency C-sections with two of my kids and a planned one with my third. And every time my husband reminds me, God has been faithful. Yeah. He's going to take care of you. He's in control and we can trust him. So even in the... The situations that are scary, where we worry about our kids or the future, we have this testimony that God's been faithful in the past. And even if these situations don't don't turn out the way that we want them to or the way that we expect them to, we know that He is faithful because He's proven faithful over these last years. And I would say that that's the biggest lesson, uh, that I am continuing to learn uh, is just that God is trustworthy. And when we focus on Him and we allow Him to work, that we can have joy in any circumstance um, because we know that He's in control and that we can trust Him.
0: Amen. Danielle, I know that people are going to want to connect with you. How can they do that? They can connect on um, Facebook. I have a
1: a group called Dare to Build Hope. And I have an Instagram also called Dare to Build Hope. And then our family has a website um, that is called logistica.org. And if you want to follow along our family's journey and how God is leading us, uh, that would be a great place to follow along there.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to just speak wisdom and truth into us. And thank you for allowing us to be in the middle of your journey. This is the thing, too, guys, is like redemption, just walking through this life with Jesus. It's not a sprint. I was just telling my son the other day, um, as he was like, Mom wrestling with something that was really hard and he's like man how long is this going to be and I'm like buddy this isn't like a 100 this is like a full-on marathon and so um thanks for meeting us in the middle of your journey and sharing um how God's been faithful but also you know speaking truth over our lives that he will continue to be faithful to all of us so thank you for that friends. absolutely thank you so much I loved my conversation with Danielle today, and man, just her encouragement of God's faithfulness. I want to re-listen to this episode again and again and just take notes and take in that truth. Hey, friend, if you are enjoying this podcast, then the best way to let us know that is by taking a moment to give us a review. By giving us a review, it allows us to keep bringing you more content each week and also share all of these amazing story where God gets the glory in our world. So we can't wait to share another story of God's redemption next time. But until then, you keep living those brave stories for Jesus. I wanted to take a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor of the Bringing Her Hope podcast, Friends of Hope. Friends of Hope is a nonprofit ministry dedicated to the support of Christian radio, Christian events, new media, and activities that share the good news of Jesus Christ. So thanks again, Friends of Hope, for sponsoring the Bringing Her Hope podcast so we can continue to share more brave and beautiful stories of God's redemption.